Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 122 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and also newly with a company called VGS in the data security, the payments, fintech space. And I just a little side note for those who do live broadcasts. We just talked for about five minutes um, <laughs> thinking we were live and we weren't. <laughs> so. I, there's nothing better than that. I thought, I wonder why there's no comments. I can't see anybody on live. Well, you got to hit the live button. Let that be a lesson, boys and girls. You got to hit the go live button. Wouldn't it be nice if it was just automatic though? <laughs> and we didn't have to worry about it. It's like, we already have enough things to worry about when we're live streaming. Totally. I mean, yeah. Unless there, for some reason you can't start right on time. But anyway, so <laughs> I love that you just got a preview of who our guest is, even though I try to tease it for the for the podcast. I guess for the audio, some people might not know. But I want to say welcome to also my co-host, Jen Cole. How are you today? Hey, Megan. I am <laughs> doing absolutely wonderful. It's been a busy, busy week. And so, you know, that's a good thing for sure. How are you doing? Yes, I'm great. Started my new job on Monday, and I'm going to be managing the podcast for VGS, Descoped, the Data Payments Security Podcast. So I'm going to be attending all sorts of fintech events and helping to drive growth for VGS in my new role. So I'm very excited about that. And I mean, and who doesn't want to host three podcasts? Why I think it's well. amazing, and you're going to rock it. So <laughs> we all know that. Well, you know, it's my favorite thing. So yeah, very good. Yeah, and we're joined today by Jen's dogs, which okay. is always fun. And it is International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day to all y'all, and especially to our wonderful guest today. We are joined by the incomparable Madeline Sklar. Welcome. Thank you all so much for having me today. I love that it's International Women's Day and it's obviously Happy Dog Day too. Yay! Yes, always. <laughs> yes. And we had a dress rehearsal. We did. It was fun. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, I love this. Okay, so I am going to read Madeline's bio. Madeline Sklar is a serial entrepreneur, community builder, and leading Twitter marketing expert. With 27 years of digital marketing experience and 18 years of social media marketing under her belt, it's no surprise she's been ranked the number one social media power influencer in Houston. Each week, Madeline hosts the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat that brings people together in an active one-hour discussion revolving around Twitter marketing. Since launching more than seven years ago, it's reached more than 15 billion impressions. Madeline also hosts three weekly audio rooms in Twitter spaces. And she interviews leading social media and marketing experts for her Twitter Smarter podcast. 
She also co-hosts the All Things Audio podcast with Suze Cooper. Huffington Post has named Madeline one of 50 women entrepreneurs to follow. Clearly, we're in great hands. If you know Madeline, you know this as a fact. This is not up for debate. And so I do want to say thank you to everyone who watches on the live, listens on the podcast, or watches the replay. Please go ahead and pop any questions or comments that you have in the chat, and we'll try to get to them as we go along. Jen, why don't you kick us off? You bet. All right. So it's been an eventful year for Twitter so far in 2023. What have been some of your favorite updates over the last several months that our listeners might want to check out? Yeah, there's a lot going on at Twitter for sure. Since Elon Musk took over, they've really trying to turn things around over there. Some have been good and things that we're excited about, some things not so much. But with the Twitter Blue subscription service, they're giving us a lot of really interesting features. And I've been a longtime subscriber because it became available in the US about a year and a half ago. And then they've been adding more countries. And actually, just last week, they added 20 countries in Europe. So they're trying to make a lot more features available for those that are willing to pay the subscription price. But what I like right now that's new is the ability to edit a tweet. And I'm sure you guys agree there, there are many times where you're just tweeting very quickly and it's so easy to have a typo and you got, oh shoot, I got to delete, I got to start over. Or maybe you realize 10 minutes later, like I need to change that. I didn't do it right. It's nice to know that we now have this window of 30 minutes that we can go in and update it. And, you know, there's been so much debate for years, like how could you possibly do this and do it well? But I think Twitter has done this in such a great way where if you make an edit, it will alert people to this new version so that you can't have a tweet you put out and then completely change your tune to mess with people and have that original tweet still be available with retweets and embedding and things like that. So I really love the way Twitter has done this. So that's been probably my favorite feature that's new, but they've just opened up a whole bunch of new things that I think is really geared for the power users. That if you use it for business, you use this every day for a fee, you can do so much more with it. Yeah, I agree. You know, that edit button is something that we've, as users, been literally demanding, demanding for years. For a long time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we finally got that thing. Yay. Yeah, they had they had an undo button previously in Twitter Blue before they launched the edit. I never cared for it because what it would do is if you set it for, say, 15 seconds or 20 seconds or 30, you, you have the, these different options. Your tweet does not actually go when you hit the send button. It's just going to hold on until however many seconds go by that you yeah. set it for. And I tweet fast. And I host Twitter <laughs> chats. I do. The, it's like, as soon as I hit send, I want that out there in the Twitterverse. So I was not a fan of the undo. And I didn't know anybody that cared for that feature. I didn't even know that was a thing. I do know like that I personally, this is the same, this is so funny because as a writer, I'll write something in a Word doc or in a Google doc. If I PDF it, there's something about that, that I see things differently. And I think feel like it's the same thing that I'm looking at a tweet and I'm, I'm like seeing what I think I wrote and then I hit publish. And as soon as it's shinier <laughs> on, right. on the feed, I'm like, oh, another error. And I'm currently not paying for it. Do either of you know what the cost is for Twitter Blue right now? So what they're doing is they're giving you 
two options with paying. You can pay it through web, twitter.com, or pay through your mobile app, whether it's going to be Apple or Android. Now, this is very Elon. He doesn't (laughs) want to pay the 30% charge through Apple and, and Google for the app, through the app store. So he charges you more if you sign up through Apple or on Android. But if you go on the web, it's cheaper. So it is $8 on the web and $11. This is US and $11 if you do it through one of the apps. So if you want to save $3, just go to twitter.com. And the way you know if you have it available in your country is when you go into Twitter, you'll, you'll see in the menu on the left sidebar navigation, you would see Twitter blue. So if you see that, then it's available in your country. Yeah, I um I did see they're having a sale, I think, right now. I don't know if this is related to the March 19th. It's on sale. But yeah, it showed um if you pay up front. Yeah, prepay a year. If you prepay for a year, you get a, you get a, you discount. Get a discount. So I think it was I like don't trust you know what? I mean, I've been a Twitter fan a long time and I love Twitter. I don't trust Elon enough to prepay a year's worth to save a few dollars. Because there's been days, there's been days in the Twitterverse these last few months where I'm like, is Twitter going to be here tomorrow? So I don't mind paying monthly, but I don't think it's worth saving a few dollars for something that might not be here for a whole year. I want it to be here. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm going to Twitter, but things have been very volatile with Twitter. Yeah, to say the least. Welcome, yeah. Christine Gritman. Thanks for being with us Hi, today. She said three of her faves. All right, so. I noticed recently that some Twitter posts are super long and I feel like I'm still getting my 280 characters, but somehow now my 280 characters just feels like a lot less. It's very strange. So, and then I noticed that the two-factor authentication is going away for people who are non-paid members, which seems like it's just opening. It's That's just opening up for more fraud and like people hacking accounts and stuff. So I was already leaning towards paying and now I'm just like maybe going to be more likely because of that, which I'm sure it's by design, right? Like right, right. Weird. Absolutely it is. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about Twitter Blue. We've already tapped into that a bit. But what do you think are the advantages outside of the things we've already Yeah, mentioned? there's some really cool features in there. If you're using Twitter for business, one of the things you get with Twitter Blue, and I'm not trying to be a salesperson for them, but you yeah. do have the ability to do longer videos. And for some people, that's very important. You know, normally you can do a video, you upload to Twitter in a tweet that's up to two minutes and 20 seconds. It's always been that way. But you now have the ability to do up to 10 minutes on mobile. So if you're on iOS or Android, up to 10 minutes. But a brand new thing they just added is if you're on a desktop, you do it at twitter.com, you can do up to 60 minutes, which in seeing some conversations Elon's had on Twitter with people, because he does listen when people give thoughts and ideas and questions, he wants to compete with YouTube. And so he's really going for the long form content. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's interesting that you can you know get have longer videos on there. So I think that's a great perk. Another thing I really love about Twitter Blue, and probably the number one reason why I've been paying for it since Twitter Blue came out in the US quite some time back, is the ability to have folders for our bookmarks. I use bookmarks all the time. Big fan of that feature where, because prior to this, how do you bookmark things in your browser, right? So whenever there was some tweet that I wanted to save, I would do a bookmark in my browser, which is kind of a pain to go back and try mm-hmm. to find those, right? So years back, and you'll, you guys will love this. I'll never forget this. The feature became available for bookmarks. I was in line to get into the hotel for social media marketing world in San Diego. Oh. I'll never forget this. It's like one of those, where were you at moments? Right. Happened. <laughs> and I'm in 
line at the hotel, just arrived. And all of a sudden I see it pop up on my phone, like, oh my gosh, this brand new feature you can have. I mean, this was years ago. And I was like, bookmarks, I so need this. We're basically you can just save any tweet, yours or other people's, but it's a place to save it. But the problem with that all these years of having this is that it just saves it to one huge folder, right? Under your bookmarks. With Twitter Blue, you have the ability to customize your own folders. So I can have one, like I, people all the time will just say nice things to me in tweets and they're testimonials. So I have a folder I created, and this is just private. Nobody else sees it but you. I have one called testimonials. And every time somebody says something nice, I used to see it here and bookmark into my browser, but then I'll never see it again because who knows where it is in the browser. <laughs> now I can just make these folders. And since I hosting three different Twitter spaces each week. Many times I need to save some specific tweets for the discussion in spaces, especially to put into the nest. So I have a folder set for each of my Twitter spaces. I mean, I keep finding really interesting ways to use it. So for me personally, that's, it's been worth paying for Twitter Blue just so I could have that. And I feel like the new edit button is just a great perk. The ability to have yeah. longer videos, great perk. I feel like these are just, you know, cherry on top. But really for me, it's been the bookmarks. Yeah, that foldering thing, that is, there's something to be said for that. Do you know what's happening with live video? Because I know they took away the API, right, for us to be able to, supposedly for us to be able to live go live to Twitter. But I feel like when I go, it shows, maybe it shows later. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand what's going on. with. Yeah, well, you know, they stopped Periscope years ago, but you could still right. do live video on Twitter. I believe we can still do it. The news that came out this week is that, I mean, y'all probably been hearing how Elon is not wanting to pay for things, right? So yeah. they don't want to pay for storage anymore, right? He's trying to get rid of all the storage fees. Well, all the old live videos and Periscope videos from years back, you know, I've been sitting on these servers and I'm sure it's just been dormant. So they did an announcement this week saying that, if you have some of these videos and you want them, go download it now because it sounds like they're going to remove it all. And that's probably going to free up a ton of storage space and save Twitter a lot of money. But they're talking about specifically the screenshot somebody posted this week said Twitter Live and Periscope. It didn't say Twitter Spaces, but a lot of us are, are speculating like, will this include Spaces? Because not everybody knows this. Spaces runs on the old Periscope platform. Right. Huh. I didn't know. And we that. can save, you know, you yeah. have the option when you're hosting, when you set it up to have it recorded and available for replay, which means that audio is sitting on the server. So yeah. it doesn't, didn't specifically say those are going to go away with the storage space. I don't think they're going to, but who knows? Elon changes his mind all the time. And we know that right. spaces is on the Periscope platform. So a little unsure at the moment. But you can download those files, right, from there. So I think that's good practice anyway, right? Like I wouldn't yeah. just leave my videos sitting in StreamYard. I'm going to download them and right. I'm going to store them yeah. somewhere else to make sure. Because like we talk about all the time, right, this is borrowed land. So yeah. we want to make sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We're getting what we pay for because it's free. Yeah. yeah if you're repurposing <laughs> yeah. any of your audio content, your video content, you should always download. Like here at StreamYard, it's very easy to download when you're done, which mm -hmm. is great. And then what I do with my spaces, I like that I the replay is available. I can set it to record. But if I want that downloadable mp3 twitter makes it very difficult to access they say just go you have to go into your privacy settings and there's an option to download all your data but if you've been on twitter like i have since 2008 and you're a power user it just doesn't work like i have never been able to get all my data it doesn't come through properly so what i do is 
I rely on third-party tools to be able to access the MP3 files of my spaces if I want to be able to download and have access. Gotcha. So there's actually a free site I use called Flowgen, F-L-O-W-J-I-N. I think it's just flowgen.com. You can sign up for free on this site and they allow you to download only your own hosted rooms. So for anything I host in spaces, if I'm the, technically the host, not co-host or speaker, but the host, I'll have the ability to download the MP3. And that's worked out really well since I've been hosting spaces because sometimes I want to be able to download and keep a copy for myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you never know if you're going to want to use it later or whatever. Oh, exactly. yeah. Uh, and as marketers, be- we like to repurpose. Hey, that's I mean, what I was about to say. Yeah. So, um, all right. So with Twitter expanding the length of, do you remember back in the day when it was 140? I miss I miss out on three characters. You know, I felt like we had, that's what made Twitter Twitter. I know. I feel like th- I feel like when we talked three years ago, it was going from 140 to 280, and like everyone right. was all up in arms. Everybody like, was up in arms. Many I was up in arms. Oh it, my gosh! I know. Change. I think it was 2017 when it switched from the 140 to two. It, it was a yeah. while back. Yeah. I was very against it because I just felt like. Twitter is Twitter because the brevity, because of the 140 character tweets. Plus, I've been hosting weekly Twitter chats since 2011. So they move at lightning speed. And all I kept thinking was, if tweets are going to be double in size, this is going to really impact Twitter chats, especially fast moving ones. So I was really concerned about it. But then what happened was the day they switched it from 140 to 280, Everybody went crazy for about 24 hours. All you yeah. with these longer tweets. And then everybody went back to normal. Right. I'm like, thank <laughs> God. Just, you got used to it. it. You got used to it. But it was nice. I tell you, the, the, the great benefit back then was that, remember how we had to get really creative with tweets and you'd be typing, typing. All of a yeah. sudden you're running out and you're like, oh, well, let me change my and, A-N-D to an ampersand. And yep. let me use the number four instead of, you know, t- you know, and you had to get really creative. And, and then once the 280 came out, it's like, oh, thank God, I can now have a few. I just need five more character spaces. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like some of those things, just like the four instead of FOR, some of that stuff kind of made a tweet a tweet. But now, yeah. you know, now they're looking at like expanding the links to what was it, 4K and then maybe uh, possibly 10K. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit like, much now. So if you're a Twitter yeah. new subscriber, you have the ability now to do up to 4,000 characters. So this has been around for about a month or so. And I've been against this as well. I mean, I'm <laughs> used to the 280, but 4,000, right. I mean, to go from 280 to 4,000 characters is a bit much. So I didn't do it at first because I was, I'm kind of against it. And then I started seeing colleagues doing it and some of them were doing it pretty well. And I thought, okay, I guess I'll venture and play around with it because I'm a big fan of telling people to experiment. Just try things because you just don't know. You may try doing a longer tweet if you have Twitter blue and find out it doesn't help you. It doesn't serve you. So one of my colleagues and friends is George Silverman and he he co-hosts some of my Twitter spaces with me. Great guy. He loves doing Twitter threads. He's a writer. He's written books and stuff. And for people that are really good at writing Twitter threads, I think that this 4,000 character tweets is what's exciting them right now because it's a little bit easier to read. So I've been watching what he's been doing in the past month. I'm like, okay, I'm going to experiment, play with this a little bit. So my very first long tweet that was definitely more than 280 characters did really well. The engagement, the views, it exploded. 
And then George couldn't wait to tell me by looking, he uses one of those third-party tools where you can see stats for not just him, but for everybody, right? He goes, Madeline, I look, I think it's Black Magic or one of those tools that he always talks about. He goes, Madeline, that's been your best performing tweet ever. And so he's hey. like, just I'll put my nose right in it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I still don't like how they visually look and the format yeah. not great when I first experimented with it. It didn't format as well on mobile. Desktop, you could kind of see paragraph breaks and stuff, but on mobile, it didn't. And so a few people were complaining about that. And I didn't even think to go look at it on mobile to see how it came out. But Elon's been talking about soon, we don't know when, offering some formatting of text. So if you could like bold, you know, I mean, it, you just kind of envision like a Word doc or a Google doc or, or a PDF or something where well, if I could bold a, bold a first line, do some bullet points, you know, do things to kind of fix it up. But still, is Twitter the right place for long form content? Right. Don't think so. And then the yeah. big news now this week is he wants to up it from 4,000 to 10,000. It's like, are you kidding me? So I put a tweet out, I think it was yesterday, and everybody's come back and says, no, no, no. Like, could you imagine 10,000 characters? No, I know. Like, that's like a, a short story. We were talking about this before. Like, it's not, yeah. quite, it's not a, it's not People a book. don't go to Twitter for that. You know, <laughs> no. we don't go to Twitter for that. I go to somebody's website to read a will blog post. Keep you them know? on Twitter. I don't. I mean, I, I know he was trying to keep people. I mean, just like all the other platforms, sure. they want to keep you there. Yeah. But will that keep you there? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's a bit of a turnoff. I mean, I don't see myself using Twitter less, not ever. But if I wasn't such a power user, it's such a turnoff that I think because I don't want to look at other people's tweets that are ten thousand characters long. Yeah. And then for my weekly, you know, I've been hosting a Twitter Smarter Chat where it's going to be eight years this summer, and. I've been sitting here thinking, do I need to put something in place where I tell the guests, like, please refrain from a 4,000 character tweet for your answer? Because yeah. who's going to take the time yeah. and read all that when you're just moving quickly? Well, how yeah. you write all that? Like when it, your Twitter chat moves like this, like exactly. it is, you'll miss the whole chat if you sit there trying to write it. Like a, exactly. You know, a blog exactly. post about something. Yeah. Okay, so Christine Gritman said in the chat, I work with people all the time who don't understand Twitter, but I've never seen anyone who understands it less than Elon <laughs> Musk seems to. Dang, and, that's true. And that's a great Christine point. Christine said 280 characters is too long for me. That's funny because <laughs> I have every Monday I post Megan's Monday Musings and it's always longer than what Twitter allows. So I always have to get creative. And actually it helps me go like, oh, I could have been more concise. Right. But I end up having to go into Twitter and do it there and then copy and paste it out and nice. into Agora Pulse to schedule because there's something about doing it on the platform that just makes it um, seem I'm saying, know, I'm the easier same. to look at. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're doing a few regular shows, as we mentioned, on Twitter spaces. What are the like the latest features about Twitter spaces that people should know about? Well, one thing they just removed that they took away was captions, which not very happy about that they would take take that away what? because, you know, That's for accessibility crazy. for lots of people, they need that. And what's interesting, right. I became a Twitter Spaces beta host when it when it first started over two years ago. And I'll never forget, like one of the very first ones I hosted, there was a girl there who was hearing impaired and she messaged me and said, because they had captions from the beginning on there. Right. And it wasn't right. great in the beginning, but it was there. And she told me like, I'm so glad that this does the captions while you're speaking because this was new at the time. I ended up hosting for like a two hour space and she was there the whole time and could participate because of that live captioning that was going on. And I really hate that they took it away. I think that was really wrong. 
I well, there was a, a competitive advantage they had over Clubhouse, right? In, yes. in my opinion, yes. was that they did that. And there was a whole team that was like dedicated to accessibility. Yes. And that, that, they that removed thing, them. I think that team lost their job. They all did. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, that's so sad. disappointing. Yeah. There's not a, like really brand new features with Twitter Spaces, but what's great about Twitter Spaces is you have the ability to record the space, which is nice because us as marketers, like I mentioned before, we like to repurpose content. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really great that it'll live on and people can go back and listen. And I always get way more replay listens than live. I think most of us do for everything, you know, for Mm -hmm. because people can't always join you live when you're doing something due to the schedule. So um, having that replay available. So it's really great that we have that ability because in the beginning with Spaces, we could not do that. And it was really frustrating that knowing like, we're going to put all this great content, but we can't share it later. Right. Yeah. But there were, there were two camps to that too, right? Like, oh, I love the spontaneity and the yes. authenticness <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that you, but you, why does it have to be one or the other? You can have both. It can be right. real and authentic and all like those things. And also be repurposable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, Twitter spaces kept adding more features all the time. But then once Elon Musk took over and they ended up getting rid of the entire spaces team, it just kind of stopped with the new features. And it was really frustrating because one of the things they talked about right before he took over, because the Twitter Spaces team would host weekly Q and A's, and you and they will tell you what they're working on. They invite you to come in and ask questions live. Uh, one of the things they were working on is giving us the ability to speak on desktop, and so many of us want that ability, especially those of us that are podcasters and want to be able to use our good fancy podcast equipment, which is way more difficult when you're on an iPhone. Yeah, for sure. And Chrissy indicated that uh, this is a great point. So many businesses will not use Spaces now that they took captions away, and she won't be able to use it in higher ed without that accessibility component. Like you just, there's just a whole group of people that yeah. you are saying, Exploding. basically saying, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. They just went the other direction on it. It's it's wild yeah. because like, you know, the inclusion and accessibility stuff, it's, it's like most also, people are hyper-focused on that right now. Yes. They're going yeah, the other direction. Also, he's an AI guy too, right? right? And it's, yes. a, it's AI that makes captions happen. So right. it's not right. like it's a person, you know, not paying people <laughs> to like exactly. transcribe it <laughs> makes AI no live sense. in real time. It makes no sense no. why they would do that. No. So it's, it's definitely frustrating. But back to spaces though, spaces is such a great way to connect with people. I mean, you guys know the power of Twitter chats. You know, y'all been in my Twitter Smarter chat and you've seen like how powerful they are for networking, for connecting with people. And spaces, I feel like is the same exact thing. It's a great way to connect, to share your insights, show your knowledge and, and pine your community. It really yeah, is. Just talk and listen instead of having to be at a... Exactly. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing you can do yeah. on the go. You can just be yeah. walking your dog, yeah. participating in a Twitter space, whether you're just listening passively and getting knowledge, or you take the mic and speak and people don't have to know. You don't have to get your hair fixed up. You don't have a camera ready. <laughs> it's just nice that you can just be kind of on the go and still utilize a platform like that. 
I know that was one of my favorite things back when I feel like back when I was still working fully remote and during the pandemic and Clubhouse came out and then Twitter Spaces. That was one of my favorite things was I don't have to put on makeup for this. In fact, exactly, I, I can lay right here in bed or I can be walking <laughs> along my, around in my neighborhood. Yeah, Megan and I co-hosted a Twitter Space one time where I was literally walking to my neighbors, like a couple streets over to my neighbor's house while we were hosting it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am. so so like multitasking right now because I'm still going to make this thing on time, but I'm co-hosting with my friend. This is awesome. But so, so Twitter spaces has a place. So for brands that aren't currently leading a Twitter chat or hosting a regular spot on Twitter spaces, what are some things that they might want to keep in mind if they are inspired to consider the idea? Yeah. I mean, it's just a great way to build your community and make it even stronger because what's great about spaces for a business is you could just have like a Q and A and invite your mm -hmm your audience, your community, your your customers to, you know, ask you questions and, and being present for them uh, is so incredibly powerful. I always try to lead by example. I, so much of what I do and what you'll see on my Twitter and other social media is to show people like you can do this. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And when Spaces came out, I, I very quickly saw the power of that to bring people together. And with these three Twitter Spaces that I'm hosting and co-hosting each week, each one of them are their own separate communities. I I mean, of course, I have a Twitter Smarter one that complements my Twitter Smarter chat. But I also have on Wednesdays, I actually just did this a few hours ago, is All Things Audio with Suze Cooper. And we, when we, social audio, when we saw this growing, I had this idea like, I want to have like a little a weekly news show where we just share the latest with social audio, Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces, and LinkedIn Live Audio, all of the different ones. There's always something to talk about with this. So we built an entire community just by hosting this weekly space. And we're doing like what you guys are doing here. We're doing it live in spaces, but we, we're both podcasters. So we record it and turn it into a podcast. So there's a podcast version as well. Because again, repurposing is such yeah. a smart thing to do. So it's just so powerful that you can just build communities by just talking to people through your phone. Yeah, I agree. That's just some epic stuff, honestly, in my opinion. I Oh my gosh, I can't say it enough. Especially when we don't have to be camera ready. I mean, for, oh my for many of us women, that's such a perk because it's like I know. live stream. I love live streaming, but it's like, okay, wait a minute. Let me fix my hair. Let me fix my makeup. There's just so, let me make sure my lighting is good. What was really funny <laughs> yeah. when I first got on Clubhouse, I got on right before the big wave of it and before Twitter spaces. I'll never forget one of the very first rooms I listened in on. It's a whole bunch of speakers. And this one lady goes, that one of the speakers, yeah, I'm in the bathtub right now while I'm talking to you all. And I'm thinking, right. first of all, TMI, Go but girl. how cool that it shows you that this is such a great platform for connecting with people because it's not about having to see you. It's all about listening. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're in the bathtub. No, but she didn't have to tell us that, but we wouldn't have known. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like it just shows you that you can be doing something else, but still be in an audio setting, which I think have is really they done powerful. Yeah, for sure. Have they done any improvements on discoverability? No, that... actually, they see again, they're taking features away, which really sucks. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. say it. It sucks what they're doing with it. So discoverability with spaces has had its ups and downs. So they kept refining it over time. So on mobile, you have a little icon, a little audio icon where you know, before you went there and it just showed you what rooms were live right now. Then slowly they started adding more to it. So you, it got to the point where you could actually type in and do a search, which was huge at the time. And then they started adding podcasts into it. And they just made all these big changes. Well, then recently... 
they took it all away and made it so that you can't search. And it just shows you these random spaces. And most times you look at this and go, I don't get it. Why are they showing me this? I'm not interested in these topics. But then they changed it yet again. So now they're back to having the search in there. So you can actually do a type. You could do a keyword search type for a username. But I have a much better solution. There's a free website called Spaces Dashboard. It's just spacesdashboard.com. And a friend of mine, Andrew, who I met through Spaces, he created this free website where it's all about discoverability of spaces. And you can do just really amazing searches in there. And you can search by country, by language, by topics. And you can even go in there because I'm hosting so much every week. You can go and look me up in there and go see all the upcoming spaces I have. And even it shows which ones are upcoming and you can even add it to your calendar right inside his website. And it'll also show you the replays of all my past ones, but it goes a step further. So let's say, you know, one that I like Twitter Smarter from last week and you see it in there. If you click on it, not only can you tune in from there, it will take you to that Twitter space and Twitter. It will show you all the tweets that I put in the nest. And I always utilize that feature a lot. I'm always putting tweets in the nest because whatever we're talking about, I want that visual in there so people can see what we're discussing. And it's amazing to me that this free website retains all of that data. So it's it's really cool. But Twitter has done a poor job of discoverability. So I'm really glad there's a tool like spaces dashboard. Well, and for those who don't know, can't visualize the nest, there's at the top of the Twitter space, it's like PID a pinned tweets to the top and you can arrow through to see what might have been talked about or the references to what they're talking about. And whether you were late or on time, you can go through those. So, okay. I was going to ask you to look at your crystal ball, but I think it's crystal clear. (laughs) (laughs) There is no predicting what is going to happen with this platform or with this owner CEO person. So we're going to close out this awesome conversation with asking you for your business book recommendation for us. Yeah. Well, that, I'm so glad you're doing that because it's too hard <laughs> to predict. It's just so volatile, so up and down. I mean, there are days where like, is space is going to go away? Is it going to be here tomorrow? Right. So yeah. And that's a big frustration for somebody like myself. That's all about helping people use Twitter better. Sometimes I don't know if it's going to be there next week. If I had to name like one book that's been like my favorite business book, there's a book from Arlen Howard called It's About Damn Time. And she's just a podcaster I stumbled on. She has a company called Backstage Capital and she invests in companies and a very interesting person. And she put out a book several years ago and I like audiobooks. I'm all about audiobooks. And I like it so much, I'll listen to it about once a year. And it's just, it's very motivating. It's really geared for an entrepreneur or just somebody who's just needing to hear some great tips and advice in business. Oh, that's awesome. I love, yeah. I mean, I think business books, if they did it right, can be a constant resource. Like, absolutely. You know, Those are always the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You can go back and, and even when they're evergreen, so that is the information that content lives on. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you so much to Madeline for being our lovely guest today on International Women's Day. This was a Ooh, great combo. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to my amazing woman co-host, Miss Jen Cole, as always, a pleasure. And thank you, Megan, and happy International Women's Day to you as well. That's, it shouldn't just be a day. It is the whole month, Women's History Month, but today we get to be extra, feel extra special, I guess. <laughs> so I feel special. I'm going to take any holiday 
day that is given to me as a human to celebrate. So, all right. Well, and thank you everyone who joined us, especially Chrissy and Christine who chimed in um, into the conversation. We appreciate you if you are here live, if you're watching on the replay, or if you are listening on the podcast. If you haven't yet, we would love it if you would rate and review us to help us get heard by more folks. We are about halfway through season six. It's crazy, even though Jen keeps posting that we're nearing the end of season five. (laughs) (laughs) I found it and I fixed it. (laughs) She scheduled a bunch of stuff and it's still (laughs) coming up and I'm like, yo, (laughs) we're so far into six. I love it. It's so funny. But I appreciate you all so much. Thank you everyone for listening. And this has been episode 122 of Making a Marketer and we will catch you next time.